Welcome to the Who's Your Mob podcast. I've been lucky enough to have Peter Williams to talk to. And like Linda Barwick, I met him over at the Symposium on Indigenous Music over in Perth. And I was lucky enough to only get half an hour of his time. I could have had a good chat with him all day about culture and what he does and how he goes about it. Because up there in New South Wales, they get hundreds of people to corroborees each year out there in the bush of New South Wales and it's it is a bit of a different process to what I have encountered in regards to you know hearing other people's stories of how they go about practicing and reclaiming culture so it is definitely quite successful in regards to its longevity just being able to do something unfunded as well uh, so this is just all driven by people's desire to share and pass on knowledge and and just the the pure value of, of being out there in bush and having a corroboree and, and sharing that experience is is invaluable so it's great to have a chat with him and understand more of how they go about that and also what drives him to not only continue culture but create culture so here he is peter williams ah uh, my mob mum's side Cornelli dangari my dad's side ewan and nyimpa all right well, what's the what's the first one in dangari um kanamala uh right. mob yeah right and yeah, so ha- is there a particular uh, one that you uh, identify with more than the other? Or? What I've learnt most of and most of my cultural life is from Nyimpa. Yep. From uh, Brewarren, Okobo area. Yeah. And how did that take place? No, oh, it's unexpected. I was working at a Wabi in Newcastle. And Uncle Paul was already there as sites officer and... Uh, Uncle Paul who? Gordon. All right. And he met up with two other old elders from North Coast, Uncle Lindy De Silva and Uncle Leighton Smith. Then the three of them designed the start ceremonies again. Okay. So that was it back in 88. Yeah. And how old were you then? 25. Yeah, right. So was there not much, um, not much learning about language and, and culture before then, or? Nah, um, mum and dad wouldn't teach us anything. Pop wouldn't teach us anything. Of course, they had the threat. It was instilled in them from when they was little. If they teach anything, then the kids get taken away. Yeah, right. So at times I'd hear mum and my aunties singing in language, and I say, "Hey, what's that?" And I said, "No matter." Said, you know that time's finished now. They said, but it's still in us. Well, that's sad. Yeah, so we lost it now. Until someone else starts it. Yeah. Did they ever get to come and see the ceremony when you got it started up again? Uh, no, Mum's seen us doing all the dancing and stuff in public. And that was about it. Um, She's very proud of that mm. before we lost her. Yeah. So was there something in 1988 that prompted people to want to start up ceremony again? 
that was just time, I guess. The two, Uncle Paul and Uncle Lenny bumped into each other in Salvos or Vinnie's. Yeah. They worked out, they knew each other. Then Uncle Leighton come in, and then, of course, you always, you know, you need the structure to start it. We had it, and it's been going since 30 years. Yeah. And they had a bit of knowledge of culture and that before the ceremonies? Yeah. yeah. All three of them have been through their ceremonies their way. All right. Well, up on which country? Gumbangi, uh, Dangari, Nyimpa. Okay. So did they have more of the, like, just that continuing ceremony culture then, or? Yeah, whatever they learnt, they instilled in us then. Yeah. To the capacity that they could teach until we advance and stuff, you know, like schools. Yeah. And how does that go for different mobs, like, you know, if you're coming from Yampa country, you learn about Gumbangi. Uh, culture and, and uh, doing dances, uh, yeah, was there any, I know, process to make sure that it was, you know, culturally appropriate that... It was pretty much all shared, like, um, the old fellas when they first started, Uncle Lit and Uncle Andy, they lasted five more years, um, and it was all set up around Newcastle region. Mm. And, then it was, what was that, five years later, um, we started taking it back out west after we lost the two old fellas. Okay. So the idea of the three old fellas was uh, get everyone back through law, no matter where they're from, for New South Wales region. Not that we had regions, we had song lines. So we filled our capacities, still filling the song line capacities up today. And that's why um, I like going on these, bumping in different mobs, see where they can fill the song lines up and that. Yeah, yeah. Carry on the work what the old fella started. Yeah. And, <coughs> you know, I guess, well, just a reminder that, you know, I'm put this on the internet so people can listen and understand, so don't need to be talking about what you don't feel comfortable talking about. But say, um, so with law, is that, um, yeah, is that something that's kind of uh, secret and sacred yeah. or is, yeah? Men's ceremony and ladies' ceremonies are secret to each other. Yeah. Um, we don't talk about what happens at the ceremonies, but we encourage, if, encourage everyone to come, the men, and mm. learn. Uh, I knew when I was 13 that I was gonna go through ceremonies. My family laughed at me, but it happened. Yeah. And I went from knowing I was Aboriginal, in Peter's words, to being our law, being our culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can be as dark as you want, but if you don't do your ceremonies and, you know, give the love back to mother, father, the ancestors, and do what the ceremonies, the laws of these countries were given to us, yeah. then I'll put the cat amongst the pigeons and you're as Aussie as the rest. Yeah, right. So you got, um, you got a bit of an audience that, you know, will come and watch the, the dance and that. Yeah. So is law separate to the, the dance and yeah. performance aspect? Like we'll dance stories from the old way. Um, we've got to remember since settlement, a lot was taken, everything was taken from New South Wales. And 
the the dancing started up, you know, because the governments wanted to see blackfellas doing this and doing that, celebrating the colonial history crap. But then it became an employment system for us. It became another avenue for us to keep our culture alive. Mm. And, and that's something that was instigated from colonials, you know. They bring the old followers from out west to do the federation and pay them or promise to pay them or as some have told me that some got threatened if they don't come and do it. Yeah. And from this forum, um, you know, here in the Kimberley, Pilbara mob, younger mob, they all got paid. And that's what started what we call in New South Wales play dance. Yeah. Like I started dancing, Uncle Paul Gordon and Uncle Ray Kelly taught me. And then I learned a lot of Queensland stuff, of course. My mum's southwestern Queensland, my kids, their, their mother's side is also in Queensland. So I learned a lot that way to keep it alive for them. Mm. But then, as you do, this gets competitive in dancing well like anywhere. The Queenslanders were saying, ah, you New South Wales got nothing. I said, right. And that's when I talked to Uncle Paul, and he said, well, go and talk to all the old fellas from home. I did that, and we started our songs up and dances for Nyingpa language and ways. Mm. And I haven't looked back. Yeah. So it's, it was... It's different to, to dancing the law stories, of course. The sacred law stuff is done in the bush. Yeah. But we dance stories of the old ways. They're still passed on to those that won't come bush. Yeah, right. And when you're writing your own songs, is there a certain process that, um, that you go through that might be different to, you know, just saying if you're if you're writing a, I don't know, a, a country song or, or whatever? Um, yeah, I try not to base any of our songs or our language on um, modern stuff, because otherwise it would have been all Elvis. <laughs> and I don't think you can do a kangaroo to Elvis. Yeah. So, but when I started learning the language, my cousin was teaching us, uh, Uncle Paul was teaching us, Tamsin Donaldson, the linguist, was had a little influence with me, but um, it was mainly just reading the stuff from out of the books. Yeah. And then my, my cousin said, I'm doing Peter's Nyingpa English, which is fine, but because he didn't want to teach me, which is sad. Mm. But, you know, what I've started is been 30 years of it now. Yeah. He's had a little input with a few things over the years, but nothing greatly. Yeah. Which is sad for my people because he's going to be the only one speaking Yimpa to himself. Yeah, right. You know, and people got to get above themselves and it's got to be about everyone. That's why my songs ain't just my mine and my family songs. It's anyone who's Yimpa or anyone who's black that ain't got anything. Yeah. So, like, you wouldn't mind if, say, you know, someone like myself was to then sing some of these Yimpa songs? No, people from all over, dancers in Queensland are doing our stuff. Yeah, right. Um, and it's just adding, you know, to their cultural knowledge and 
what set up from this forum was meeting the uncles and aunties and that, and learning from Monkey too, mm. you know, and it's piecing together the puzzles. And yep. it's giving us more to go with, with dancing, and of course, I'm Tommy about the porcupine. Mm. And if he rolls over and rubs his belly, then it's fine, you can hunt him, you can have him. Yeah. But that's him giving him spirit to you. Yeah. I didn't know that our way. You know, we just go out, we see him, and we take him home. Yeah. So now it's bringing a new, uh, new respect for me to the hunting styles. Yeah, yeah. And last year at Dance Rights, the mob from here was teaching their emu dance. Had a father emu who gets, gets rid of the young ones, and that was, that was real tricky, that one. And, you know, I ain't going to do it our way, but it's good to tell that story. Yeah, so yeah. somebody else might want to do it. Yeah. But I'll tell them they've got to ask the mob here. Just their story. Yeah, yeah. They always got to do the respectful thing. Yep. And, yeah, so is there also a, a process when you're out at you know, ceremonies? Like, I guess you were saying that mob come from all around New South Wales and Queensland and even the Territory to yep. come down to these ceremonies. Is there, uh, is there a certain process? Do people share songs or are they allowed to can anyone dance with with anyone if there's a particular song that uh yeah that, that are sung yeah when we started with Crawberries, uncle paul and the other two old fellas uncle lenny uncle Ed, the wallenboy valley supported our land claim so we do a crawberry every year for them mm. and now it's built up the 15 to 16 tribal areas yeah and everyone learns each other song everyone gets in and have a little dance and be parts of you know, it's part of everyone's learning and part of everyone accepting and then that journey will take them to where their dancing journey is going to bring them into all those other dancing mm. styles and songs and stories. Yeah. So it's a big lesson for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And it's a part of the system that those three old men put together that we share. All right. With not just the fellas who go bush for ceremonies, but anyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how not only for it to sustain itself, what was it, unfunded, pretty much, or yeah, um, no funding. Yeah, um, there was a. It was always meant to be, you know, we do it ourselves. Yeah, like in the beginning, some people were getting funding from TAFE to to get things done, but you know misappropriation and everything else. Um, Uncle Paul and, and the other two old fellows said, well, fine, we'll just do it ourselves. Yeah. People ain't gonna do the right thing. And it's still that way today. We make our way to either outside of Rewarana or we go to Mungo or another place. The idea of those three old men was to bring back the ceremonies to those areas where all the brothers come from. Mm. So we did one in Tamworth a few years, five years back. Um, and we take the corroborees to all different areas, to the different tribal areas that come to ceremonies and just make it more aware. Mm. And it's all off our own backs. Yeah. The guys all put in for land. We buy the land back that way. So that's all self-funded. Yeah, that's interesting, I guess, because they're you know, of course, there's you know fight for land rights and you know for Aboriginal people to be able to have control of their land. But then, I guess for you guys to just 
just take it on yourself to just kind of do it. Maybe I guess white follow away and just, just just buy it back, and there's there's no uh, yeah, there's no. We're not going to worry about answering anybody. With, yeah, you don't have to deal with like law and all that, and worry about people taking <coughs> off you if you own it. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, when you can go out there, why? Yeah, you know, takes away all the restrictions. And Uncle Paul and the other and the old fellas all seen those. And the land we got back actually has all the old ceremonial grounds from thousands of years ago. Yeah. So it was just meant to be. Yeah. So um, I think I heard some, something about. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it's in that same area, but. Uh, it was supposed to be something about where Biami yeah you, Milbert like, Ale was in Biami like, Cave yeah right and what in uh, in Wollamai yeah, oh, yeah just the Wanarua area mm. there in the Hunter Valley yeah and they came down through Wollamai also yeah Dark and Young come up um, Warramai came from the coast that was the meeting place for those three three areas three yeah. mobs yeah Gomeroy would come out of the ranges Radger would come on the other side yeah. Uh, so yeah, big meeting places like all our country is. Yeah, yeah. And at Milbada you'll see uh, we call him Muka in in um, around other mobs, but in ceremonies is the B word. Mm. But you're gonna see Muka Cave and it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. You know, you got an eighteen foot wingspan of his arms. That's how big the figure is. Yeah, right, well. Yeah, you can put three of me across it from fingertip to fingertip. Sure. Hmm. So, and it's a big learning place. I mean, I've been fortunate. I've, I started my learning in the Hunter Valley area. Hmm. And 30 years ago, that all started there with them three old fellas. Yeah. And how long do the ceremonies go for out there? Ah, uh, because everyone's, you know, we've got the different world today. Your work, your family, you've got to live, pay bills. We go for a week. Oh, so a solid week. A good solid week. Wow, okay. Some guys, due to commitments, you know, they can only come out for a couple of days, but it's optional. I'm going, I go for a couple of weeks because I go on a road trip with the guys I teach. Yeah. And I just immerse them in everything. The stories, yeah. our caves out west in my country, um, the engravings in the Warramai and Darganjung and Wanneroo countries. Mm. You know, um, so whatever I learned, I teach it to those that ask. And if someone asks you, it's our duty to teach it. Yeah. Whether they're black, white, yellow, Muslim, whatever. Okay. Because the old father said, if they're here on this land, they have the right to learn the laws of this land. Okay. If they're born in this land, then they're getting things we get. It's just, they won't share because they get ridiculed. Yeah. So we've got to make that mechanism I was talking to Uncle about, and Aaron and the others, got to get something together so people can ring in with the dreams and songs and stories and visions they get so yeah. they don't get ridiculed and make this country whole. Yeah. And so, until we all pull together, the government's going to always have their way. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting because you hear, hear about some other mobs and they have like this real secret knowledge and yeah, there's a, a certain knowledge that they'll only you know teach you know, the um, you know when, once you come of age, and then then only certain elders will know and and that um, and then 
I guess people in general, if they you know, talk about Aboriginal you know, ceremony and, and knowledge and culture, then people have this idea that it is, you know, this, it is quite you know, secret and, and sacred. So, yeah, I'm just curious as to um, yeah, why it might, might be a bit you know, different in the, in the way you guys run well, the ceremony. You've you got to remember, out in New South Wales, again, we was decimated. Everything mm. was taken. Our people were camouflaged all over, more so in New South Wales. We didn't keep a uh, majority of our languages, 95% of them were taken from us. Mm. We weren't allowed to tell them, speak them, sing them, talk them, or stories. So people that are born in New South Wales of any origin, they could be getting dreams. And I've had people that ain't indigenous come and say, what's this mean? And I said, shit, you got something that was lost? And they tell other people, and other people, you know, especially Aboriginal people, will ridicule them. Yeah, you read it from a book, or, you know, we've got to give each other credibility, otherwise we ain't going to get credibility back, mm. or respect back. Yeah. And, you know, the mob here, the mob, Northern Queensland, Victoria, South Australia, Arnhem and that, um, they're going through what we went through 150 years ago. Mm. And it's because what we went through, um, now we got Unc here. They studying everything and preventing all the losses and creating all these new mechanisms to keep what they what the old way was. Mm. And that's cool. And you know, the way Uncle Paul, Uncle Lenny, Uncle Ethan's taught is it doesn't matter what colour you are, you have the right to learn the law of this land. Yeah. Because if the if colour was an issue, you'd see the spirits. Mm. You know? And that's what I preach, and uh, I lived by that for 30 years. Is it? Sorry, can you uh, clarify that? Like, so it, if you, doesn't matter what colour you are, you see, see the spirits? Or, well, no, yeah, if colour was an issue, yeah. you would see spirits. Um, in what way? In colour. See, the spirits ain't caring about what colour we are. Okay. So if colour was an issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so are you talking about just colour of different black colours or just, you know, you could be oh, like, black, white, or brindle, yeah, like like yellow? There's or... guys from America who's been through our ceremonies. Oh, okay. From okay. Holland, Germany. Yeah. You know, and from British descent. And, yeah. And every other mixture, you know, Spanish. Yeah. And they're not going to learn the other levels, but it's a thing for them to see that. During the first day of the ceremonies, they open your eyes to, to see the spirits and accept the spirit world and be part of all of that. Yeah. And that's what the old fellas offer. Yeah, yeah. And then it's up to those people to take their journey further if they want. Yeah. So that's just how it's been set up. Yeah, well. And has it changed much since uh, the first one in 1988? Uh, I went through with the first six, the, those old three put through. Mm. Um, then the one that we put through, there were three gentlemen. One was Aboriginal, the other two wasn't. Yeah. You know, and, and it continued on. If, if a white person wanted to learn our way, or an Asian, or anybody, mm. we'd teach them. Yeah. Open their eyes to our spiritual world. Yeah. With those teachings, those learnings, it's going to help get back things faster. Yeah, yeah. Not just our way, but everyone accepting our way. Yeah. and being part of the law of this land. Mm. So it's about empowering everybody. Yeah. But as long as they're doing it for the right reason. Otherwise the old people will make sure. Yeah. 
who has a good reason, respect for reason, and be humble. Mm. I do know, like, there are some black fellows who don't feel comfortable with white fellows practicing their culture or, or speaking some of their language. Yeah, I know a fair few too. Yeah. So, is there anything that's worth kind of, uh, you know, saying, you know, for them to feel a bit more comfortable with what you guys are doing with sharing culture? Well, do those fellows go bush and do ceremonies? One. No. To me, it's put up or shut up. These other people who ain't indigenous are putting up. They're coming in, they're being in my world, as my, being part of my family. I'm being part of their family. It's not, you know, oh, we'll just go over there and we'll do this level of certificate and forget it. You know, I, I know Aboriginal people is, for the last 30 years, they go bush, do ceremonies and don't come back. I know Waifalas has been there 20 years. Mm. And they know more than what I do in ceremonies. Yeah. So respect is due where respect is earned. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. if our mob's got a problem with them learning it, put up or shut up. Okay. And with um, when when you're creating dances and um, and songs. Is there anything which guides you as to what you should, what you should be writing about, or um, because of again our way was decimated? I just put mine around hunting styles, what I've seen the animals do, pay respects to those animals, the stories, um, and I don't try to touch on anything sacred. If Uncle Paul says no, I won't do it. We're not supposed to dance eagles or snakes. Um, unless you were high in ceremony. Okay. Um, and that's what I teach the young fellas that I teach for the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, some do, some don't. It's, everyone's got their pathway and everyone learns different. Yeah, yeah. And I'm making sure I stick to what I was taught there. Because mm. when bad mojo come in, good comes. Yeah. And I wouldn't wish it upon no one because I did wrong things when I first started. You know, you always... I was 25 when I first went through, mm. and I did wrong things. Uncle Paul and the other old men, they fixed me up. Yeah. And you learn from your mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, how are you going to get stronger? Mm. So, but now I tell the young fella about my mistakes, so they don't make the same, but, you know, especially young kids, they don't listen to you. They got to listen to their uncles mm. or their aunties. And, you know, Everyone has their way of learning because today's system makes it easier. Modernisation. Yeah. Oh, I can do whatever I want. Who's going to tell me? But I can tell you now, they might do what's wrong, but they'll come back later on, whether it's 20 or 30 years, and say, I want to do the right. Mm. And I've seen it over and over in 30 years. So I'm a big preacher of the, the right way, the good way, because I did wrong. Mm. And... I got corrected, and then I humbly and respectfully tell everybody this way. Yeah. And they go off and learn the different ways too. Queensland, Arnhem, even South Australia, Western, um, Victoria, and that. Yeah. Over here, a lot of brothers have been through laws over this way. Mm. Um, around Kalgoorlie Way, where I mainly know. And you know, it's made them strong. Mm. 
and they might have the same view as the other brothers of non-Indigenous going through ceremonies. But, you know, what I was taught by the three old fellas, you're born here, you're living here, you have the rights to learn if you want to. Yeah. And it's our duty to teach the right way. Yeah. So at the ceremonies, do you get, uh, you know, different song men and song women uh, all coming together to, uh, you know, to have their own little groups or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's song men for certain songs. Um, no ladies yet. Yeah. Not, not where we are, no senior ladies. And that might be something I don't know about. No, I don't know everything in our law. I'm just learning myself for 30 years. Um, we learn our skin groups, like, you know, we got Kilpungra, Mapungra, we got the four sections of those. So these are all stuff I teach the dancers when they come through ceremonies. And I teach my kids our skin sections, like Unks, Mob and them, all them do. So mm. it's the lessons for those outside. Oh, that's all right, we can cut it. I, I just, uh, oh, you you got to go? Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, could, could, could I just ask one more question? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just, just clip, clip it back on, I'll just ask one, one more question, okay. and then I'll be able to edit this other thing out. All right, and sorry, just one thing before you got to go uh, get a plane. Um, yeah, so how, <laughs> if anyone wants to go and, you know, be involved in the ceremony or go, go along and, and watch or yeah yeah what, what do they have to do um well they find someone who's already been through the system uh we call ourselves big eyes sorry big eyes means Bing brother yeah. in the alfala's languages yeah and it's if they feel uh you know you get them at the right time they can they offer you to take your bush once a week you can yeah. do that for over a year learn the stories come dancing sing songs and then you get the chance to go through ceremony. Yeah. So it's a, a year process to get the right, get everything right from ourselves to use, mm. and you sort out whether we're good teachers, and then the offers there for use if you want to come. Yeah. And so, like being on like what you've got a Facebook page or a website or something like that. No, mainly just, just the guys' numbers that you talk to, like yeah. Aaron, me. Yeah. Um, if you're not in our region, then we got brothers in your regions. Yeah. So we can put you onto them. Yeah. Like you know, Marky. Yeah. <laughs> Just telling Peter said. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that's not not a mailing order or anything or email or a bow down service. It's mm. an it's a, it's a sharing and love and respect. Yeah.